0: What's up guys, welcome back to another episode, and today we are going to be talking about the Patriots game against arguably one of their most hated rivals, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, coming off a disappointing week one, the Patriots looked to rebound against the Steelers in week two. Now, initially, when the schedules came out, the Steelers game looked like it was going to be a breeze, seeing as they weren't really set at quarterback, their offense overall is not amazing with the exception of Najee Harris. Don't get me wrong though, I was definitely still scared for the defense, seeing as Pittsburgh's defense and TJ Watt last year were the reasons that the Steelers even got to the playoffs in the first place. But after last week against the Bengals, where the Steelers were able to go up 17-3 on the defending AFC champs and eventually beat them in overtime, I'm a lot more concerned, especially considering how bad the Patriots played against the Dolphins offensively last week. So, can the Patriots overcome their old rivals and beat the Steelers? Let's find out. Now, going into this game, it's important to keep in mind that the Patriots will be playing in Pittsburgh for the first time since 2018. In fact, it's actually been two years since the Patriots and Steelers have faced off, which is definitely weird considering between 2015 and 2019, it definitely felt like these two teams faced off every year. But anyway, Heinz Field, no, I refuse to call it a Creasier Field or whatever it's called, because the name Heinz Field is just too legendary. Either way, that stadium's gonna be rocking, Will that matter to the Patriots and Bill Belichick? Probably not, seeing as Belichick has done just fine at Heinz Field record-wise, but seeing as the Steelers do have home field advantage, it is important to note. Now, looking at the Patriots offense going into this game, I'm literally going to repeat the same thing that I talked about last week. The Patriots have to start fast, and they need to be able to score a touchdown, or at least a field goal, on their very first drive. Last week against Miami, the Patriots did an excellent job of driving down the field on their first drive, and although the drive ended with a pick, if that drive is successful, I think the Patriots are having a much different game because they end up having some momentum after that touchdown or a possible field goal. Now, against the Steelers, things are definitely not going to be coming easy. Against the Bengals, the Steelers picked off Joe Burrow not once, not twice, not three times, but four times. Combine that with the seven sacks that they had, three of which coming from outside linebacker Alex Highsmith, there is certainly a cause for some worry. And also, seeing that the Patriots offensive line last week had a lot of trouble against the Dolphins, and the Patriots offense in itself is already sputtering, I'd be real nervous heading into this one when you look at the offense. But everything I said about the Steelers' defense contributes to their ability to defend the pass when it comes to pass rush and pass defense. What if the Patriots don't really pass the ball in this one? What if they were just to stick with the run game? This was likely going to be the smarter idea for two reasons. For one, Mac Jones was diagnosed with back spasms after last week's game, and so would it be the absolute worst to see him take a ladder approach to the game, rather than see him sling the ball 40-50 to 50 times, likely to get picked twice, get sacked a bunch considering the Patriots offensive line is trash apparently, and then risk a more serious injury? Probably not. But then you also have to consider how bad the Steelers' run defense is. It's not good and wasn't good last year. And so if Damian Harris ends up getting most of the reps, there is no doubt in my mind that he's going to go off for a 100-yard game. It's bound to happen. Now, obviously, a guy that the Patriots are going to want to watch out for is Minka Fitzpatrick, who had a pick-six last week and is seemingly always around the ball. But something that helps is the fact that T.J. Watt is going to be out for this game with a torn pec injury. This gives the Patriots a big relief, though again, Alex Heisman last week had three sacks, so I'd watch out for him. But overall, expect a more minimal approach to the passing game, because if the Patriots try to force the ball down the field, they're bound to have some issues, end up getting picked off, or risking an injury through his sack. I'd hope that the run game is going to be a greater focus, and with Harris being the lead back, I'm hoping that we see a lot of success over there. Now defensively, I'm expecting more of a sound game from the Patriots' defense, I said this in the Dolphins breakdown video, but with the exception of Jalen Waddell's long touchdown and a couple of nasty routes by Tyreek Hill, the Patriots played incredibly good all-around defensively. Najee Harris, despite an ankle injury last week, is expected to play, though you would be foolish to think that he is going to be 100% for this game, unless the Steelers come out and say so. And so, I think the fact that Najee Harris is likely not going to be 100% may result in the Patriots having the advantage. And considering last week the Patriots run defense against, albeit a weaker Dolphins run attack, was actually good, I'm hoping the same can translate through this week. Maybe last week was just a fluke and things haven't totally changed, but I think going against Najee Harris, injured or not, is going to be a good test. Now looking at the passing game, the Patriots will be going up against Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky only played one game against Bill Belichick in their 2018 matchup, and so it's tough to predict what could potentially happen in this game. Against Cincinnati, Trubisky didn't have to do a whole lot but manage the game, and to his credit, he didn't make too many mistakes. He completed a couple of clutch passes in overtime to Pat Frymuth and won the game for the Steelers, and you can't say that he had the help of Najee Harris seeing as Harris really wasn't able to get going for most of the game. Trubisky is a quarterback that is definitely quite mobile and doesn't mind getting out of the pocket, and so I would expect the Patriots to pay close attention to that aspect. Though, if Trubisky plays like Trubisky did in Chicago, New England's defense, if they continue their success, should be just fine. The Steelers' passing game and overall offense is still awful, apparently, likely due to the offensive play calling. And so, I'll summarize with this. The Patriots' offense needs to prioritize the run game. Without TJ Watt, we might see a less cohesive Steelers defense, and seeing as the Patriots passing game still needs work in what is definitely a must-win game, the Patriots should look to get Damien Harris going, and then slowly get the passing game going through likely play-action. Now, defensively, if Najee Harris isn't 100%, then the Patriots should be just fine on defense. I could see a couple of lapses happening with Mitch Trubisky being able to scramble making a couple of tough throws for first downs, but that's at most. I can't see the Steelers' passing game being a problem for the Patriots' secondary and defense overall. I'm probably bet on this game being under 40 points for all you betters out there. And my prediction for this game is a Patriots win, 20 to 17. Belichick has had a lot of success against the Steelers over the years, and without TJ Watt and a handicapped Steelers offense, there's likely not going to have 100% Najee Harris. I think the Patriots still won and head back home with a 500 record going to next week against Baltimore. But let me know what you guys think about this game. If you guys have any predictions or thoughts that differ from mine, let me know in the comments down below. And I'll catch you guys later in the next episode. Go Pats.